Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It is the 13th day of June 2022 and it is a Monday. So nothing good happened over the weekend as far as the Biden administration. And I'm looking at questions that people have sent me. Steve Z, why haven't you mentioned the January 6th uh, committee hearings? Well, because it's a shit show. It's a sham. It's a scam. It's a publicity stunt. It's a photo op. There is absolutely nothing to be gained from this one-sided, highly partisan witch hunt that will not even allow anyone on the opposing point of view to cross-examine the so-called witnesses at those hearings. So please, don't even bother me with the January 6th commission. It is a joke, a lie, a scam, a sham, a dog and pony show. Let's talk about what's going on in Joe Biden's world. The Hill writes, why Biden's bet on rapid economic rebound may have backfired. Sylvan Lane writes in The Hill, President Biden's bet on a rapid rebound from the coronavirus recession may have backfired. The president and his top economic officials rallied Democrats around that $1.9 trillion so-called stimulus bill back in March 2021, if you recall urging Congress, in fact, begging them not to repeat mistakes of the Great Recession of Barack Hussein Obama, and don't cut off support for the economy too soon. It was Biden's way of delivering on a campaign promise that he made during the Georgia Senate runoff races, which gave his party a slim Senate majority. The goal, elect Democrats and get another round of stimulus checks. Sure, bribe people to vote for you. Now, just more than a year after Biden signed that $1.9 trillion boondoggle, U.S. unemployment rate is close to pre-pandemic levels. However, the job participation rate is not where it should be. In other words, people simply gave up looking for work. They're not drawing unemployment or their unemployment has simply expired and they can't draw any more. The actual unemployment levels are more like 6%. But the Biden administration and his willful cohorts in the mainstream leftist, progressive, liberal, woke media will not admit to that reality. The economy claims to have added 10 million jobs, but when they lost 31 million jobs, I believe that was the number they said, thanks to Biden's recession or Biden's inflation, Biden's poor response to the pandemic, getting 10 million back is not even breaking even. The gross domestic product is above where it was when COVID-19 shattered the economy, thanks to the Democrats' draconian lockdowns, shutdowns, you recall those, stay at home, wear a mask, no, wear two masks, get a vaccine, that'll help, nope, now you need two, nope, now you need a booster, nope, now you need a second booster, don't go to church, don't go to school, don't go shopping, don't go to sporting events, don't go to concerts, don't go to company parties, don't visit Nana in a nursing home, don't go see Pop Pop. No, no, no. You might kill him. By those measures, Biden is claiming the economy has recovered at a stronger rate than the slow trudge out of Mr. Obama's Great Recession. But despite the so-called rapid rebound, Biden's approval rating is in the toilet. Why is that? Biden keeps asking. Look, I have good unemployment numbers, he keeps saying. No, you really don't. They're fake. They're phony. They're falsified. They're doctored. They're adjusted. The reason your approval ratings are so low, gropey Joe Biden, is really simple. 
the American average price for a gallon of regular unleaded is now over $5.05 per gallon. People, even your Democrats who sucked off the welfare tit for so many decades, who just couldn't wait for that next stimulus check, which happens to be one of the major causes of our current inflation. They've run out of money, Mr. Biden. They can't afford $5.05 per gallon as of yesterday, the 12th day of June, 2022. Barbara Kohlmeyer in MarketWatch says the U.S. is likely to fall into a recession in 2023, according to a survey of multiple economists. Others are saying we're already there. Inflationary recession is not a good place for America to be. This article says a U.S. recession is all but unavoidable next year, according to a majority of leading economists in a new poll. 70% of 49 economists who responded to a National Bureau of Economic Research survey declared that a recession will happen next year. The Initiative on Global Markets at the University of Chicago Booth's School of Business published this information yesterday, Sunday. The Atlanta Federal Reserve's GDP Now forecast now sees economic growth in the second quarter coming in at only a very anemic 0.9%, following a 1.5% reversal, a contraction during the first quarter. And that's being optimistic on the part of the Atlanta Fed. Most economists are predicting another negative growth, another contraction for the second quarter. One-third of those surveyed, by the way, those results were gathered between June 6th and June 9th. One-third of those surveys see the recession call might hold off until the second half of next year. But 40% see it happening the first quarter of next year. And there's still a full third expect it to be called this year. This year, before the midterms. Some banks were forecasting a 75 basis point hike at the Federal Open Market Committee meeting on Wednesday. And ahead of the next Consumer Price Index release, the consensus is that the Fed will raise interest rates yet again by as much as a half to three quarters of a point, making those people who were just on the edge of saying, yeah, I think we can still afford to buy a new car or we can still afford to buy a new house now out of the running because they can't afford the higher interest rate, therefore the higher monthly note. There's a story in Raw Story that popped out this morning. No question a Republican House will impeach Joe Biden. And this comes from a CNN legal analyst. Now, why do you think a CNN legal analyst would make such a statement? Why, it's to rally the Democrat base, of course. Come on, y'all. We got to get together. We got to make sure to vote Democrats in in the midterm elections. Because if we don't, you're all going to be labeled as losers. Joe Biden will get impeached if the Republicans take the House of Representatives in the midterm elections. Make no bones about it, my friends. On CNN's New Day this morning, legal analyst Jeffrey Tubin told host Brianna Keeler that he has no doubt in his mind a Republican-majority House of Representatives will attempt to impeach gropey Joe Biden if they take control after the midterms. And I can't wait to see Joe Biden up there getting impeached. He'd do better to just go ahead and resign now, but hey, who the hell am I, right? The Citizen's Journal writes, People wonder what planet he is on. Steve Forbes 
touches on Biden's finger-pointing on the bad U.S. economy. This piece borrowed from the Daily Caller's Harold Hutchinson, who writes, Former presidential candidate Steve Forbes slammed President Joe Biden's finger-pointing about the state of the American economy on Friday, saying Biden was not on planet Earth. Forbes said, People wonder what planet he's on. It's not planet Earth right now, and he needs to be brought down to Earth, and sadly, it's going to take an election to do it. Steve Forbes said this on The Story on the Fox News Channel. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that the consumer price index went up by 8.6% in the month of May, the highest again in 40 years. And according to GasBuddy, gasoline prices surged to over $5 a gallon as a nationwide average. You might recall Gropey Joe Biden doesn't want to take the blame for his mishandling of the U.S. economy. In March, he said, Today's inflation report is minor. American budget being stretched by price increase. Family star field packs impacts Putin's price hike. Let's be absolutely clear about what prices are right now. COVID and Vladimir Putin. That's what he said in an April tweet. Let's be clear about why prices are high right now. COVID and Vladimir Putin. Come on, Gropey Joe. The reason prices are high right now is Joe Biden. And don't think Joe Biden feels the pain. He doesn't buy gasoline. And he wants high gasoline prices. Let's put it this way. What is the best way to push electric cars onto the American people? Well, it's to make gasoline prices so very, very high that no one will be able to afford to drive a gasoline car. And somehow they'll be fooled into buying an electric car. But as I've said many, 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 many times here on the Truth Hurts program, the electricity used to charge those electric cars comes directly from fossil fuels like oil, natural gas, and coal. So what they're doing is simply what I call money laundering. They're shifting you to buy electric cars from their buddies, those unions who are pushing them out, and they're deliberately not mentioning the Tesla non-union electric cars. Well, that's because the Tesla people, they don't like Joe Biden. <laughs> and that's what it is. This is all about hooking up their friends, the Democratic Party's friends. Howard Searer writes, Biden wants high gas prices, so the Biden administration is creating massive energy insecurity in the U.S., and he's taking the rest of the world down with us. No matter what one believes about the connection between climate change and burning fossil fuels, it is indeed madness to intentionally and prematurely create the highest gas prices on recorded history when electric cars are far from ready for prime time. According to the AAA, gasoline prices going into the Memorial Day weekend averaged $4.60 a gallon nationwide, and that was compared to $3.04 on Memorial Day the year before. Currently, as I said this morning, $5.05 per gallon on average right now and still climbing. Now, Biden can try and blame Vladimir Putin for everything his administration has been doing to shut down oil and gas production in our nation, but Biden had domestic fuel production headed down long before Russia invaded the Ukraine. On the campaign trail in 2020, Gropey Joe Biden said, we're going to get rid of fossil fuels, and he promised to ban all new oil and gas permitting on public lands and waters in his first week of being president and he issued an executive order stopping all new federal leasing. What did he think that was going to do? Make prices go down by limiting supply? Any high school economics student 
knows that if you squeeze supply, demand goes up and therefore prices go up as well. Biden's initial nominee for the controller of the currency was Marxist-trained Saul Omarova, and that individual is on record saying, quote, here, what I'm thinking about is primarily coal industry and oil and gas industry. A lot of the smaller players in that industry are probably going to go bankrupt in short order. At least we want them to go bankrupt if we want to tackle climate change, unquote. Sarah Bloom Raskin was Gropey Joe Biden's first nominee as the Federal Reserve's vice chair for supervision, and she called for restricting financing for the oil and gas industry. In other words, don't let free markets decide what people want. Gropey Joe Biden and the federal government know best. In May of this year, this year, the administration pulled three previously scheduled offshore lease sales in the Gulf of Mexico, if you recall, and off the coast of Alaska. The Washington Post called the move, quote, a victory for climate activists intent on curbing the U.S. fossil fuel leasing that effectively ends the possibility of the federal government holding a lease sale in coastal waters this year, unquote. In fact, Joe Biden's administration plans to let nationwide offshore drilling programs expire next month in July with no new plan in place. Translated, don't expect any new leasing until a new president takes office in 2025. Also in May, Interior Secretary Deborah Holland, whose department administers oil and gas leases, refused repeatedly to say that gas prices are too high. Wyoming Senator John Barrasso asked her point blank, quote, do you believe that gas prices are too high, unquote. The obvious answer was, yes, Senator, of course they are. But instead, Deborah Holland avoided answering the question altogether. She did the Democratic deflection move. When Barrasso asked again, quote, it sounds like you're unwilling to say that gas prices are too high, unquote. She still refused to say they were. But here may be the best of all. Gropey Joe Biden himself let the cat out of the bag. At a Tokyo news conference, he said, quote, here's the situation. When it comes to gas prices, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that, God willing, when it's over, we'll be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels, unquote. I'll translate that into plain English. Higher gas prices caused by Joe Biden will force drivers to transition to electric cars. And this was not simply a Biden gaffe or a slip of the tongue. This was clearly a statement of Biden's position and the policy of the Biden administration. Just as the federal government deliberately raised the cost of cigarettes to curb smoking back in the day, Democrats, who were held in sway by the environmental left, wish to see gas prices rise so high that Americans simply will stop using fossil fuels. Raising the cost of smoking, by the way, doesn't impact our national security, but raising the cost of fossil fuel sure does. You might also recall that Gropey Joe Biden has caused a dramatic weakening in the United States military by depleting, running dry, our strategic petroleum reserves giving away a million barrels a day? Come on, Joe Biden. Any fool, any first-year college student, high school student for that matter, can see that if you take away our strategic petroleum reserves, our military will not have any petroleum in the event of an attack. 
because you've given it all away to try and lower prices and the prices have only continued to rise steadily. In 2018, the United States was the world's largest oil producer. We were a net exporter of oil and gas. We reduced the world's dependence on Saudi Arabia and Russia for oil. Domestic oil production in the United States made us stronger as a nation. And we're not going to run out of oil anytime soon. Not for at least another thousand years with all of the new oil that's been discovered. And guess what? The prices were lower in 2018 as well when who was president? Not Joe Biden. Domestic oil production's importance is all too clear today with Russian oil sanction, Saudi Arabia sticking the middle finger up at Joe Biden as he begs, begs like a pauper. Please give us some more oil, please. Now that he has shrunken our oil and gas industry, it's pitiful to see Biden offering to eliminate sanctions on Marxist Venezuela's oil or to allow Chevron to return to that country to simply resume oil production to make up for what he shuddered in the United States. If Biden truly gave a damn about the climate, he'd look at how polluting Saudi Arabian oil can be, not just from the fact that they're not very environmentally friendly over there, but they have to ship that oil on highly polluting tanker vessels to our nation. And that is not good for the climate, Gropey Joe. Those giant tanker ships coming all the way across the oceans to bring oil to the United States, they leak oil into the ocean. They belch black smoke into the sky, which falls in the form of acid rain into that ocean, killing marine wildlife. Oil companies in the United States can see the handwriting on the wall. Drilling new wells requires a lot of money up front, and it takes years to pay back. Company executives are understandably reluctant to launch new ventures with Joe Biden's current poisonous anti-fossil fuel environment. Revenue from today's high oil prices that could be invested in future production instead is now being returned to shareholders in the form of profits. Take it while you can get it. Ignoring the world energy crunch, Democrats around the country continue closing coal-fired and nuclear power plants. Why? Nuclear is clean, efficient. It doesn't pollute if it's done right. And guess what? The environmental left says solar and wind power will fill the void. They're whistling in the dark in a headwind. We have no battery backup that can supply adequate power on windless nights. I guess we'll just be in the dark ages until the breeze blows. Closing those reliable, always-on fossil fuel and nuclear power plants without even a hint of a viable mass battery storage technology is like jumping out of an airplane while trying to assemble and pack your parachute on the way down. Just remember, boys and girls, when you go to the ballot box this fall, you'll probably be walking because you can't afford to drive. Remember who got us all into this unprecedented mess? It would be one gropey Joe Biden, the only man in the history of our nation who could possibly be the worst president, even worse than Jimmy Carter. This is the Truth Hurts program. According to The Hill, Democrats say Biden must drop the word rational when talking about Republicans. Amy Parnes says Democrats say President Biden needs to stop calling some Republicans rational like he did last month and instead call out the Republicans for holding up key policy issues, including destroying your Second Amendment rights. These Democrats say Biden's views on the goodwill of Republicans are antiquated and that it ultimately undermines the Democrat Party's strategy in an election year. Christy Setzer is a Democratic strategist who said 
Biden and Democratic leadership have fundamentally different mentality about how to win. They think it's about appealing to the middle and showing that we're reasonable and we can play nicely even with intemperate people. Maybe that's how you win in a fair fight on the merits, but we haven't had that game for a long, long time. Now they need to show how insane the GOP is as compared to the majority of Americans who want, for example, responsible gun ownership and want an outright ban on AR-15s. We're the only rational ones left. Let me stop for a moment. I am rational. I am reasonable. I don't want a ban on AR-15s. I happen to own one or more. Speaking to reporters last month about the ongoing so-called gun control talks on Capitol Hill, gropey Joe Biden singled out Republicans saying they might be helpful in the process. Joe Biden said, quote, I consider McConnell a rational Republican. I mean, Cornyn is as well. Talking about, of course, Mitch McConnell and John Cornyn. He said, I think there's recognition on their part that things can't continue like this. And then Biden screwed up and went on Jimmy Kimmel, a comedy show to show what a joke he is, and he even paid another compliment to Mitch McConnell. He said, I've always had a straight relationship with the majority. Republican leader Mitch McConnell, he's a great guy. When he has something, uh, he means it. When he says something, he means it. I disagree a lot with a lot of what he says, but, but, but he means it. The very idea that Biden went on Jimmy Kimmel's show to do his first interview, instead of interviewing with a reasonable news outlet, or having an actual press conference where he actually answers question, is proof that he is scared to death to face the real-life questions people have about him and his fitness for office. I'm telling you, my friends, this guy does not deserve to remain as your president. Brett Baer says Biden's recent media blitz has only upped panic amongst Democrats about his fitness for office. The whisper is now much louder. Fox News' Brett Baer gave a frank assessment of the Democrats' outlook as more members of the party are openly fearing major red waves, not only in the midterms in 2022, but in the 2024 election as well. Brett Baer appeared on Fox & Friends Sunday to discuss a new report from the New York Slimes about a massive bunch of Democrats who are now worried and frustrated with Gropey Joe's lack of leadership as his poll numbers continue to tank. Several of the Democrats who spoke to the paper suggested that Biden should not seek re-election. They cited the president's age, ability level, and leadership capacity as liabilities for their party. Brett Baer was asked by Will Kane for his take on things. The Fox News anchor replied by noting the party has become increasingly vocal about their pessimism for the future with Biden as its leader. Baer said of the internal party chatter about wanting to replace Biden in 2024, quote, the whisper is now much louder in just the past few weeks, and the president's public efforts, including that Jimmy Kimmel appearance, have not helped anything. In fact, they've only increased what has been happening in Democrat circles. Baer went on to predict an increase of discontent amongst Democrats and said if the election were held tomorrow, it would be a massive red wave. He predicted if Democrats get slammed this badly in the midterms, the party will be forced to reflect and decide on a new direction for their agenda. He did say there's a lot of time before November, but there's not a lot of time to steer the ship of state, the aircraft carrier, away from Joe Biden's inflation and all the problems he has created. That's true. And there's nothing much Joe Biden can do about it at this point in time. One of the other headlines I wanted to point out this morning, the Daily Beast writes, 2022's largest migrant caravan is on a collision course right now 
with the Trump executive order. As the largest caravan of illegal, trespassing, criminal, law-breaking, invading migrants so far this year journeys into central Mexico, the continued enforcement of Title 42, barring their admission into the United States, threatens to exacerbate already deteriorating conditions at the southern border. That's not our problem, my friends. The caravan is largely composed of people claiming to be seeking asylum from Venezuela. But Joe Biden's begging Venezuela to sell us oil. I don't understand. As many as 11,000 people are right now sitting at the southern border, trying to get in. <laughs> There's a whole bunch more than that sneaking in anyway. But the conditions there are terrible for these people who should just stay the hell home. Just stay home. The order was first enacted by President Donald Trump in March of 2020 to shut down the border because the coronavirus was sweeping the globe. It was scheduled to be repealed on May 23rd of this year, but a very wise federal judge in Louisiana in April halted the repeal indefinitely, barring asylum admissions for nearly all the migrants at the border until the case is resolved in the courts. Summertime is historically the time of year that the largest number of illegal, trespassing, criminal, law-breaking, invading aliens try to break into this country. And that public health immigration order is on a collision course with tens of thousands of so-called asylum seekers. And they're desperate to leave their countries to come here and add to our economic woes. The conditions on Ground Zero in Mexico are grim. If it were me, I'd turn around, go back home, Try and go find somewhere else because you're not welcome here. If you are going to illegally break into my country, you are already a criminal, a lawbreaker, and therefore you should not be allowed here. You've made a choice to break our most sacred, sovereign border laws, and by doing so, you have labeled yourselves criminals, and we don't need criminals imported here. God knows we have enough already here. And one final thought this morning. I just saw a meme on one of the social media pages. It shows gay actor George Takai, Sulu from the old Star Trek series, with a quotation, Crazy thought, but those 20 million AR-15s now in this country could sure arm a lot of Ukrainians. Unquote. At the bottom of the meme, Sarah Gonzalez says, quote, Thanks for acknowledging the entire reason the Second Amendment is so important. Genius. Unquote. Truer words were never spoken, my friends. If we were to pack up all of our AR-15s and send them over to Ukraine to stop a government takeover of Ukraine, and that's all it is, Russia wants their state back. Russia wants the Ukraine back. The Ukraine said it's a separate country. It would be like Texas seceding from the Union and the United States government saying, no, oh, no, no, you don't. We're coming in and we're taking you back. The Second Amendment allows you and it allows me to keep and bear arms to protect ourselves from invasions from tyrannical takeovers by radical governments that is what made america to begin with thank you mr takai for pointing out the very reason why we have a second amendment to protect ourselves from the same type of thing that is happening in the Ukraine from happening here. 
You can call me a conspiracy theorist all you want, but I think right now if the Biden administration had the opportunity and the ability to disarm all Americans, we'd all be in the same situation as Ukraine. Daddy? Yes, son? Would you send all of our guns over to the Ukraine to help those poor people fight their bad government takeover? Nope. Why not? Son, if we send all of our guns over to them, then we won't have anything to protect ourselves from the bad government we have here. But, Daddy, those people are fighting against tanks and bombs and machine guns. Yes, son. And if we give up our guns, that's what our government might use against us. Tanks and bombs and machine guns. Didn't they teach you anything in history class? Yes, Daddy. They taught us that all white people are evil and racist, and that there are more than two genders, and that only redneck white trash wants to keep guns. Oh, oh yeah, and they taught us that all the cops want to do is kill black people. That, son, is the main reason why I keep my guns. I'm not a redneck. No, you're not. I'm not a racist. No, you're not. But I sure don't trust any government who would lie to small children to get them to give up their constitutional rights because of those lies. This message brought to you by the Truth Hurts Program. Well, my friends, that's about all the time I have for this early Monday edition of the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend. If you don't like what you hear, who cares? Turn it off. Go listen to something else, Snowflake. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. I apologize if you're offended, but I retract nothing because I speak the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts. See you next time. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing.